Oh. Well, I was... I wasn't going to be here long. I... I wanted to stop by and say that it was wrong for me to leave so soon. Earlier today, I didn't, I didn't want to bore you, I didn't want to, I didn't want to look into your eyes. Because when I look into your eyes, I could see you, I could see just how, uh, how wrong you are. You're wrong in the head. More so than other people, I think. You looking in your eyes is like looking. Hmm. I can't. I can't stop speaking right now, and I won't. Uh, I won't pause for very long. Uh, for the next few moments, no matter if I say anything idiotic, there's nothing in my head. Everything has been corroded, dissolved. My throat is gone. My desires are supplanted. With what, really? I mean, supplanted means that you're replacing something. It was like some uh, cartoon I saw. They used supplanted in a uh, sort of racist, xenophobic way. They said that the native population of their country was being supplanted by, well, what they called an invading force, but was really uh, immigrants. Immigrants, immigrants, immigrants. Well, so there they were. That was a good film. It uh, ended with the man shooting himself in the mouth, so that his information inside of his head would be lost forever. I don't know why. I mean, it looked. He held the the revolver to his cheek and blew out his teeth. And then they ran over him to, saying, we must get the information from his head before he whites out, which, which means that he'd be obliviated. Some people would say blackout because they equate nothingness to blackness, but really any sort of monochrome would be nothingness, right? You need a difference to really mean anything. They say that existence is just an ocean with ripples. I got that from some sort of uh, comic or some sort of, no. It was a cartoon, another cartoon. You see, cartoons is what I make. They're all I do, really. I have nothing else to do. I make money doing this somehow, but you know, I've accumulated so much information in my head that I have no use for, I don't know how to use it. 
And that's why I left so early. That's why I left before we really began our conversation because all the information that I've gathered in my 28 years, well, I don't know how to implement it. It's like when you see something really cool at the store, something really keen, something that you think would be very fun to use, but then you get it and you don't know how to use it. It is a terrific, wonderful, beautiful implement, but you don't know how to use it, so it sits disused in the corner of your room. And you look at it and you think, not only did I waste my money purchasing that, that, that needed material to be made. That needed, it was needed plastic, it needed metal. Someone needed to mine that metal. Someone needed to synthesize that plastic. Hundreds of people probably put a whole lot of work into making that. And the earth took a toll from that. The synthesis of the plastic from the petroleum. It, it hurt us. It hurt everybody. Well, not everybody. There's some people that benefited from it. A very small amount. For one, I did. Now I have something that I didn't have earlier on. I have a, a little shameful reminder in my room. I look at it every once in a while and I think, now there's something that's been given to me that I took very little heed of. Oh, brother. Well, we've only talked for six minutes now, and I've really taken up most of the conversation. And really, I, I find speaking to be a tedious thing. Not with you. No, you're, you're actually a very fascinating person, and I like you in every way. You're a lovely person. You're, you're actually a pleasure to be around. Me, I don't have a lot of confidence myself, and you might tell me that I'm a pleasant person, and I might, I might be a pleasant person, but I can't speak to you. I don't like speaking to you. I don't like you. No, that's not true. I love you. I love you so much. That sounded insincere, didn't it? Uh, by Joseph, by... Jasper. Oh, Crimson. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming by the um, Jefferson Avenue Way Station. It's a pub we have here. Yeah, we serve all stouts, just all very thick, syrupy stouts. The type that you'd like to drink from a small glass because it's just so strong. You take a little sip of it every few minutes and you say, boy, that is a concentrate. That is a concentrate of near liquor. But actually, it's, um, it's a type of oat. They, uh, they took the oat, they put it into a mash with water, they fermented it, and then it became like a tar. 
and you are drinking that tar. So think to yourself when you leave this way station that you could fall down on the road and become just part of the macadam. Just be like, I am part of you now, macadam. I'm your being. I will bind your gravel. I will be you forever. I will incorporate my being as a medium, a binding mortar. At that point, you won't have to speak anymore because you cannot be a living person while being a binding bitumen to the gravel. You know, that's my parents tried to teach me that. They said that to be living, you can't be merely tar running through the cracks. You must be, you must be the rocks themselves. It's really, it's the rocks that hold together. I mean, I, uh, I remember when we, back in the great peninsula of Italy, are not so great anymore. Uh, they had a volcano that produced this dust that if you added water to it, it would become an indestructible solid. And that's what they, they called it adamant. And they made buildings out of this adamantine structure. And the buildings extended miles deep into the earth. Enormous cyclopean ruins. And they needed them because they were tall. Each, each one of them were, were 20 feet tall. And they spoke in uh, psych psychic vibrations. And to hear it, for a normal person to hear it, it wouldn't kill them, but it would render them immobile and catatonic forever. And that they, that's what they did. They went over to the Germanic tribes and the Teutons and the Hittites and the, uh, the uh, Punics, and they shouted them down with their horrible psychic language, and they used them as uh, human furniture. They would have them, you know, pose in different ways, and they paint them with uh, molten copper, and they'd say, look at our little statues. Look at these lovely statues. And the word became corrupted over time to mean uh, that we eventually started calling them sculpture. It was like, uh, it was like a game of telephone, uh, down the telephone wire. That, that used to be just called telephone, but it became down the telephone wire and then it became over the garden wall, and then it became uh, Stretch, Stretch Armstrong. Ah, forgive me. I, I don't want you to leave the way station. Now I now that I regretted leaving the conversation early last time, and now I can see why I, I really did enjoy this conversation last time. Maybe it wasn't as quick as I remember. I... I think it's because I didn't look at my phone. When you look at your phone, time stops. And then you think, oh, life must be so short. Life must be just a drag on your brain. Those things aren't the same at all. I was going to say two redundant things to make, try to make an excellent point, but I ended up contradicting myself. And because I wasn't redundant, 
I didn't have a cohesive point. Oh, bother. You see, I'm able to do this right now because my wife's not here and I, I'm speaking in an extemporaneous way uh, because I know she won't hear me and ask me what I'm doing and fully support me for in my creative endeavor uh, to do so. But uh, I'm kind of looking. I'm, I'm hoping she'd come soon because I can see. Say, oh, hi, hello, honey. Hi. Hey, uh, hey, you want to go home? You want to head home? Uh, we can, we can lay down and we can hug each other. I can kiss you where your nose meets the socket of your eye, and uh, I can pretend to be a scary mud man the way you do, and you you, you giggle and. And I squeeze you until your shoulder cracks. And I'll say, I'm going to crush you. And you said, don't know. But in a nice, playful way. I imagine that if anybody witnessed us doing this, our love would become embarrassed. It'd be like if we were naked in a garden together and we suddenly obtained knowledge of our, of our state. And then we're ashamed that we took fig leaves and sewed them onto our genitals. I, I feel not horrible about this because she obtained knowledge for us, but I was standing there the whole time. I was looking right at her as she ate that apple, and I did nothing. I, I knew there was going to be punishment for it, but I, I was confident about it. I was confident that she knew what she was doing. And to this day, I don't really know if she knew what she was doing or not. People can say that she made a horrible mistake, but did she? Well, no. She didn't do a good thing or a bad thing. She just progressed humanity. She got the story going. And I, I love her so much for that. Now, you see, I can't feel a strong emotion and speak at the same time, so that's why there was a pause there. My heart was welling, and I... Oh, God damn you. Oh, God damn you to hell. For bringing this back in my head. I was free in your presence. I was looking at you, and I said, Oh, I can just, I can just go on. Because this person has an empty head. I don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean you're an idiot. I don't mean you're stupid. I mean that there, there isn't... There isn't a magical spirit inside of you. I can't cast a spell on you so that when I kill you, your soul flies out of you and into a magical gem in my pocket. Your mind is just a pattern. It isn't really a thing. Your soul exists, but it isn't matter or energy. It's, I mean, you could say it's a combination of the two put into a pattern, but really killing you would not take away any of that matter or energy that is your spirit it would just disrupt the pattern. A pattern that needs to be maintained 
through specific combinations of specific matter and specific energy. I'm going to just say specific over and over again until your ears just fatigue. They fatigue away. Fatigue away being a product that our, uh, this, the way station is going to start selling very soon because this, the macadam we sell out of these taps, uh, it, it, uh, it makes people very tired just finishing half of a glass or we, we call it, we call it a tib. It's an old, uh, it, it's a half of a, of, of a gerb. When you pour a gerb in, someone gets very tired and they need fatigue away, which if you, uh, if you are in the army, and you drink fatigue away, your clothing disappears and you're discharged because of sexual assault. That's horrible. It's, that's rotten. That's a rotten thing to say. I'm just kidding. We support the troops. Um, Unless they start killing people, then we eject them from the establishment and say no more murdering. Did you murder in your past? Well, I'm sorry you were compelled to do that. I think it was a bad decision for you to put yourself in that position. I understand that you think it was noble to do such a thing, and it probably wasn't an easy thing to do, but get out. Hey, you, in the back, wearing the hat, get out. You, an overweight man with the shirt that doesn't fit, get out. No, you didn't do anything wrong. It's just I'm going to bed pretty soon. Uh, and I, I, I don't want anybody in this in this station. Oh, do you hear that? I, I wish that didn't happen right now. We could, I could have ignored that. We both could have ignored that, but that would have hung heavy in our ears when we, while we're talking. And when it ended, we would have been upset because we were used to that sound. One time, uh, the airport near where my wife and I live, it went out of business for a few days. Uh, because a meteor struck the the, the um, runway, and there was no sound for a long time. It was very quiet in our neighborhood, except for the cars beeping and the children screaming and all that. But not hearing the roaring of jet engines above us, we got scared. It was like a life sign of the Earth had disappeared. It was like. There was a heartbeat that was gone forever. Very slow heartbeat. Every 20 minutes, the heart would beat. And it was just a gigantic beast in which the heartbeat would last a full 30 seconds. Just... I don't know what the sound I just made sounded like. In my own head, it sounded like a, a whirring top. But when I listen back to it, it might, um, it might sound uh, like an old music show, just sped up into a, into a scary little number. Well, we're coming up on the 20 minutes, and I believe that means that we'll have to stop talking, both of us. 
I'll leave. I'll be walking down the uh, Jefferson Avenue, going back to my house, which is, it's another way station. It's an inn, actually. Not on Jefferson Avenue, it's, or, or Jeffers Avenue. It's, uh, it's on uh, Bilderdang, Bilderdang Road, which is, uh, it's, it's lovely street corner. It's all dub and waddle houses built in the 1600s by Dutch people. Um, very scary place though, because they uh, were known to hide uh, rebarb in different places in, underneath the floorboards, so that if you stepped on a, a faulty floorboard, you'd fall through onto sharpened uh, metal rebarb, or yeah, rebarb, or rhubarb, and you'd be impaled. So um, I'm going to go home on unsteady legs now. And if you see me tomorrow, it means I haven't been uh, killed by uh, ancient Dutch people. And uh, with that, I say good night and God bless you. I love you.